Welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. We have games, my friends. We are into the season, the spring training season, that is, and we have games. And boy, has there been some interesting parts in the games. Ranzi Contreras came out and blew people away. Mike Burrows came out and blew people away. And both of those guys look extremely composed on the mound. O'Neal Cruz has done a bunch of stuff, and we'll get to him later. Um, but there have been some prospects. Mason Martin, two for four with a home run uh, so far this season. So uh, there have been some interesting games. In fact, the Pittsburgh Pirates have actually won more games than they lost. Of course, this is spring training. Spring training games don't mean anything. And most of the guys that have contributed, other than Brian Reynolds, are guys that we're not going to have on the team this year. In fact, Quintana, which is just part of this, you know, the team doesn't spend any money, but when they do, they spend it in all the wrong places. You spend $2 million on Quintana that nobody wants, hoping you can flip him, but he's probably just going to be garbage. I mean, I don't know how you can start this guy. He's, he gave up four runs to the Orioles in the first inning on four hits and two walks. I mean, if that guy's not shot then I don't know who is, you know. They spent money on Yoshi that no one else wanted. They spent money on a first baseman, Vogelbach, that certainly nobody wanted this guy. Um, Granted, they only spent like a million bucks on him, but we're going to have to watch him, you know what I'm saying? And then they spent five million on a catcher who's literally on his last leg or on his last elbow or just we're hoping that the guy makes maybe like 60 games, 70 games this year. And we spent five million bucks on that guy because we painted ourselves into a corner because the general manager was so drunk on prospects that he had to trade our starting catcher, who was a very popular guy, guy that had a walk-off grand slam this year, guy that would have been great for the young pitchers. We got rid of him, right? Just like we got rid of our second baseman, just like we got rid of our first baseman, pretty much we don't have too many guys coming back on this team that aren't named Reynolds or Key Brian Hayes. But that is what it is. I mean, it's going to be ugly this year, despite a couple of good spring training games. It's going to be ugly. There's not going to be a lot of hits. We have four guys that are batting 200 for their career or 210 or 220 for their career, somewhere in that range. We got, I don't know, really there's nobody besides... Brian Reynolds, and Key Brian Hayes, and then Cruz, as we'll get into later, we don't know when we're going to see him. But before we get to Cruz, it's just this whole idea of, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the entire organization, and the few fans that are left that hang around on Twitter and possibly Facebook and places like that are counting on prospects, even though you know that you can't count on prospects. And here is a good example Um, today or last night, Shane Baz found out that he had major, major elbow issues. Now, this is a guy that every guest I had on my podcast, Shane Baz, Shane Baz, Shane Baz, because a lot of the guys I had on my podcast, in fact, most of the guys I had on my podcast were about, um, prospects, right? So everybody loves Shane Baz. Of course, you hear the same things that you heard about the, um, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback last year, maybe the best power pitching prospect ever, you know, like the guy is just going to be 
awesome for Tampa Bay. Well, now he gets his elbow scoped. God knows what's going on in there. Fluids, you got bone chips. It's basically a preemptive to his first Tommy John surgery, which they already ran into one of those Tommy John surgeries with Tyler Glass now. And it is interesting that of all the guys that um, we traded, uh, and everybody said, oh, we traded Glasnow, we traded Baz. Well, both of those guys are might not do much of anything in their careers. You know, they're going under the knife. And then the other guy, um, the outfielder, yeah, he has regressed a little bit. You know, he's put on a little weight. At this point, he's more of just a power guy than somebody you would think to be an all-around outfielder. His defense is not that great. He might be a year or two away from being a DH so, I mean, I mean, you never, you could never say you fleeced someone in a trade, right? I mean, as much as I love Roanzi Contreras and as much as I like the trade um, with uh, uh, the Yankees that we sent, Ty- that was it. What the heck is that guy's name? Um, there was Cole and who's that other guy's name? You know who I'm talking about, the pitching prospect that we drafted, like number two overall, Jamison Talion. Um, we traded Jamison Talion, and a couple of the guys look really good, um, especially Roanzi Contreras. But, you know, as much as I love Roanzi Contreras, you know, we know that it's an awful lot to ask of his elbow to hold up. He's already had forearm slash elbow issues last year that he came back from, and now he's throwing 99 miles an hour on that arm. I mean, I don't know how long that arm's going to last. Is it going to last as long as Glasnow's arm? Is it going to last as long as Baz's arm? I have no idea. And as much as I love Roanza Contreras, and as much as guys on um, Twitter will say, tin snap, tin snap, you know, there is no such thing as a pitching prospect. I mean, they're kind of right. I mean, you just can't count on prospects, particularly pitching prospects. But, I mean, you got a whole team counting on prospects. There was a guy on Twitter today who was telling me that you could pencil in Lyover Paguero as your starting shortstop in two years. I mean, this guy, you have absolutely no idea what this guy's going to develop into. I mean, he's got some issues with his defense. He's got some issues with his hitting. He hasn't really lit it up, other than the fact that he's young. The same thing we said about Hudson Head. You know, the same thing we said about all young guys is, well, just think what this guy might develop into. I mean, that is a big might, right? I mean, you need, if you're a good team, you have most of your players and you have a, two or three holes to fill every year. And you're hoping that one of those holes is being filled with a prospect and you have to go out and get two or three players, you know, in the free agency. If you're the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Baltimore Orioles, you're hoping that, well, first of all, you, your whole team is full of holes. I mean, to say that your Swiss cheese is being generous, I mean, you're, you're all holes. You know, there's hardly any cheese. And you're counting on prospects to come up. And I love these guys. You know I love Michael Burroughs. You know I love Rowanzi Contreras. You know on the hitting end that there's guys that I really like, like Nick Gonzalez and Matthew Frazier, guys that have just raked, you know, guys that have looked all of those guys have performed extremely well. But you have no idea if they are going to make it in the major leagues, let alone guys that haven't even performed well yet. You just have no idea. And it's one thing for fans to love to follow prospects and whatnot, you know. But for a team 
to count on prospects as their main way of not not just the main way as like the overwhelming like 90% of building their team it's just not going to work you know and i've said many times you're counting on rookies retreads and rejects and obviously um nobody wanted those guys that i mentioned that they, they've already been rejected by several teams meaning Quintana, meaning Yoshi, meaning Vogelback. Um, Perez is more of a retread. You know, at one point, he was pretty good defensively. And he even had a good year offensively, at least power-wise. I mean, he's, he's another one of these 200 hitters. But, I mean, you're hoping to get just enough retreads on those tires that you can make the drive from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia about 300 miles before, you know, you have to pull into AutoZone or walmart or somewhere and get some new tires you know so we're hoping that he gets us through the year at catcher well we know that's probably not going to happen you know vogelbach i don't know how long they're going to keep this guy but the the fans are going to be sick of seeing this guy within probably like mid-may something like that i'm already sick of seeing quintana i mean he pitched one inning today gave up four hits walked two guys and that you just knew that nobody else wanted Quintana, in fi- um, including teams that had spent a lot of money on this guy in the past. And you threw two million bucks at a guy that nobody else wanted, and two million bucks is nothing. And that's how you know nobody else wanted him. You know, nobody else was in on Yoshi. You know, you didn't have to give him a four million dollars for one years, but that's what he wanted. I mean, he was out of the country. Wanted to get him back in the country. That's what they gave him. You know. Nobody was going to sign Perez, for God's sakes, to be a starter. I mean, somebody may have taken a swing at Perez, like an actual team with actual players, to be uh, your, their backup catcher because maybe they're looking for defense. But, I mean, the guys that we sign, nobody else wants, you know? And most of them are just dumpster dive guys, like Ben Gamble, who I said earlier this week in Twitter that you could get a little bit of stability on your team just by signing him to a four-year deal. And you could probably get him for like 11 million bucks because you have no stability on this team. And if you know anything about a team, the main thing you need is to build an attitude and build stability. Now, the Pirates are doing some attempts at building stability in the minors. Um, they kept guys like Paguero and Nick Gonzalez together last year. Um, they kept guys like um, Mason Martin and O'Neill Cruz together last year. Like they don't like to promote guys too early or too often because they want these guys to win together. Now Altuna didn't win because all their pitchers got hurt, and um, that just happens, you know. And and really, Double A is the only thing that matters in baseball because, like I said, these guys are so far away. Whether it's Hudson Head or Lyover Paguero. You have no idea if these guys, I mean, everybody gets a chance with the Pirates because that's what they are. I mean, they're still giving Hoy Park a chance. They're still giving Cole Tucker a chance. They're giving all kinds of guys all kinds of chances. Even Jared Oliver was in a game the other day. I mean, it's, it's not a real team. It's a semi-pro team. But nevertheless, if you had a real team, you might start to think about somebody developing into someone you might have on your team if they're at double a and i'm talking like the top 20 teams in payroll you know these teams are not counting on prospects too often to where pittsburgh and baltimore their entire precipice is prospects 
And then, you know, a lot of other teams, too, count on prospects a lot. Now, Arizona will go out and sign some guys. Um, Kansas City will go out and sign some guys. Cleveland, I don't know, man. They have really cut down payroll to the point where they ain't signing anybody, you know. So they're just counting on prospects. Uh, Miami has gone out and signed a couple guys. But for the most part, they're not spending a lot of money. But Tampa Bay, everybody hangs their hat on Tampa Bay. They got clobbered the last two years with Shane Baz going under the knife and Tyler Glasnow going under the knife. And they had to trade away a couple of their other starters. So they really don't have any starting pitching. Luckily, they're able to formulate a plan to where they don't really have starters. They have an opener. They have some guys that come in. They have, they have I guess you would say, like, um, their entire pitching staff is by committee. You never know who's going to come in and how many innings they're going to pitch. And it's worked for them. Now, it's going to be a little more challenging this year, maybe, because Toronto is really stepping on the gas. The Yankees are desperate. And the Red Sox were pretty good last year. So it's not going to be easy for Tampa Bay to um, defend that title, even though they have a, a really good lineup. It's not the Dodgers lineup, and it's not even Toronto's lineup. So I don't know, man. Tampa Bay may have already peaked because they had some great luck for a really long time, but some of that luck is, is starting to run out. Now, here's the thing. If you're counting on the Pittsburgh Pirates prospects, you're counting on everything breaking your way. I mean, you're counting on Henry Davis panning out as a catcher, even though he really doesn't have many at-bats outside of college. You're counting on Mason Martin panning out, even though you know, he hasn't really done much past high A. Um, even though he looks like he's improved. You know I'm a Mason Martin guy, but he strikes out a lot. And the Pirates Twitter doesn't like him because he strikes out a lot. A lot of people have already given up on him. So maybe you're counting on Andy Rodriguez for first base. At second base, you're counting on Nick Gonzalez. And I'm okay with that because he's got a really high floor. He's already done it in, you know, um, the Arizona Fall League. And I'm pretty confident that he will do well in AA this year. But I can't even say that he's a guaranteed, although I think he's got a real good chance. A really, really good chance. Um, we'll talk about O'Neill Cruz, like I said. I don't know how much longer you're going to have Key Brian Hayes. I really don't know what the, what the deal with him is. But I also don't know who you're even looking at at third base as a prospect. Um, and I guess you could be counting on that other guy. I forget that guy who had, he's a, plays a good defensive third base. He's a prospect, whatever. Um, and then in the outfield, you know, you're hoping that, um, Matthew Frazier can continue what he did, but that was also high a, even though he did hit pretty good in double a, and, you know, we think that he's going to be a really good hitter. Um, I don't know. You just, but the problem is you're counting on all these guys, right? Especially pitchers. You're counting on, and I said that you could have Rowanzi Contreras and Michael Burroughs be your number one, too. I mean, they could be what Cole and Talion were supposed to be, but they could both get hurt. And the odds of neither of them getting hurt are very long, you know? So, I mean, you go past those guys, and some people are still counting on, um, uh, uh, Mitch Keller, you know, to have a bounce back year. But we don't know what Mitch Keller is going to do this year. He looked okay. You know, he looks like his stuff is a little bit quicker, a little bit more movement on it. And maybe he's throwing more strikes. But we have no idea how this guy's going to hold up in a major league game. And then we're counting on some other guys panning out 
within like, I don't know, you got Thompson, you got JT Brubaker, you got um, Scranton, Max Kranich. Um, you might even throw like Yayure in there, although he's had some injury concerns, whoever it might be. But the fact is you got all these guys you're counting on and you know everything's not going to go right. You know there's going to be injuries. There's going to be guys that don't pan out. You know, you're going to have to trade Reynolds at some point. You're going to have to trade um, Key Brian Hayes at some point. And all of these guys are on the clock once they come up. On average, they're going to spend four years here or maybe a slightly less than that. So a couple of them might be extended, but a couple of them might be traded early. And, you know, then the vast majority of them won't even make it for more than a year or two just because of ineffectiveness. You know, they're not good enough. So that's why you got all this going on. You're counting on a $50 million payroll that's going to be, you know, one-fifth of what some of the other teams you're competing against are. You got about, you got a shot at 75 wins in this rebuild, but I don't at this point see more than 75 wins in any particular year. It might happen. I hope that it happens. It could happen in 2025. It could happen in 2026. But so much is going to have to go right because you have that low payroll, which is why there's a better chance that Baltimore and Pittsburgh will never win, you know, that they're just going to keep changing general managers or baseball's rules are going to change in 2027 and you're going to get a pretty significant salary floor where they're going to have to spend money and they'll have a better chance at that point. But that's five years away. And I know for a fact that there are a significant amount of people that are counting on this rebuild meaning they think the Pirates are going to win before the next CBA, which is 2027. In fact, you'll hear podcasts saying, when we win. And I don't care if it's um, Gary's podcast. I don't care if it's Craig's podcast. You know, a lot of people use that term, when we win. But, you know, I caution you that it's a big if. You know, when Baseball America did their podcast talking about rebuilds, they said about half of them make it. And by make it, I don't know, you, you make it to the playoffs a couple years, you know, like the Pirates did back in 2013 or whatnot. About half of them make it, about half of them do okay, and then half of them just completely bust out and you got to start all over. Or you just, you know, more likely a mire in mediocrity. Like you, you get a lot of wins in the 70s, like the Marlins are doing, or like, you know, the Pirates and the Orioles have done for most of the last 20 years. If you take a look at the last 30 years, most of the years the Pirates finished between mm, 67 and 75 wins. That's the, the And that's kind of like miring in mediocrity, where you're not quite mediocre because you're not getting to 500, but you're kind of mired in that area where I think they could possibly get back to 75 wins, you know, based on some of these prospects are going to pan out. Maybe even some of these dumpster dives are going to pan out and maybe they actually extend somebody or sign somebody that works out like an A.J. Burnett or whatnot. You know, these guys that you talk about 10 years ago that panned out, you know, Russell Martin or whoever it might be. Um, so getting to O'Neill Cruz, it's really interesting. First of all, the guy does do some things that you rarely see on the baseball field. Um, he's hit. Three home runs now that were on low balls. Um, a couple of times, yeah, I mean, he literally was on his knees for a couple of these home runs. So, I mean, we know that this guy really looks the part as being something special from time to time 
with his power. Um, what we don't still know is, you know, how is he going to hit the high fastball? We know he's, he's pretty good at um, hitting the low breaking ball. Uh, and that's what a lot of players um, will go after, uh, you know, young hitters, which is probably why they're going after um, O'Neill Cruz because they swing at a lot of junk low. But he actually hits the junk low. So they're going to have to get rid of that, you know. They're going to have to try a different strategy with O'Neill Cruz. Um, and they're going to have to see if he can um, handle the high heat, you know, the high hard one. Um, and then we'll see how it goes. But we know that he's shown the aptitude to be pretty good at getting a, a sinker, you know, something low that's not thrown extremely hard out of the zone and just make enough contact to muscle it, which is pretty amazing what he does. You know, he's generating all this power himself. He gives it enough muscle for that ball to go over the wall or well over the wall. But what we don't know about O'Neill Cruz is what's going to happen this year. Are they going to start him? Now, if you start, the smart thing would be to start him, you know? Now, I guess it's the smart thing. The fans would like you to start him. If he... If you start him and he gets rookie of the year, then you get a draft pick or two coming your way. Now, you do lose a year of control over O'Neill Cruz, which is why the only reason they would start him this year, because he is O'Neill Cruz and draft picks are such lottery picks, is what we talked about. Um, the only reason they would start O'Neill Cruz is if they have a good idea that they're going to be able to extend this guy, or they're already in um, discussions to extend this guy. Normally, before this whole like rule came in with the um, with the extra draft pick, normally what they would do is just wait until May, and then you know bring him up then, and you know the super two status or whatnot. You get him for an extra year, regardless of what happens. But now, if you only wait until May, and he's rookie of the year you still lose that entire year of eligibility. He gains a year, you know? So it's a really interesting... I mean, this has never happened before, so we'll have to see what the Pirates do. The smart thing is to just sign him for his arbitration years. Sign him to a six-year deal, start him day one, and hope that he wins Rookie of the Year because one, you know, you're selling tickets, you know? You got a player that's doing really well. And you can market him as Rookie of the Year, which it's been a while since the Pirates could market somebody like that. Number two is you get the extra draft pick, you know? And number three, you probably didn't have to give him a lot of money because you're, you're not necessarily buying out any arbitration years. You're just paying him for, well, arbitration years, yeah, but you're not buying out any free agent years necessarily. You know, you might give him like a six-year, $50 million deal. $45 million deal, whatever it works out to be, $40 million deal. Um, that would be the smart move. I don't know if Charrington is going to do that because he hasn't effectively or successfully extended anybody yet. Um, he's tried to extend Hayes a couple times. He's tried to extend Reynolds once. You know, on a, all, all of those were likely on team-friendly deals. Um, and that's about it, you know. He hasn't really tried to extend anybody. In fact, he's traded everybody, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, it's not like they're going to trade O'Neill Cruz at this point. But we don't know what's going to happen with O'Neill Cruz. And it is going to be awfully interesting to see. I mean, it's going to give us even more insight into Ben Sherrington. I mean, I think I've seen enough of Ben Sherrington 
where I can confidently say I doubt they're going to ever get past the 75-win plateau with Ben Sherrington unless everything just breaks right. But it'll give you a little bit more window into Ben Sherrington. And, you know, that's, that's interesting. That's what we're going to watch over the next week. Or, you know, I'll have podcasts a lot. I don't think O'Neill Cruz started today. There was really nobody interesting that started today other than, like, the usual guys that are going to be in your lineup, you know. Um, and then you had Quintana, which is awful, you know. They probably, they probably looked at it as, oh, this is our opening day lineup. And they threw Quintana out there, and he just got lit up, you know. Uh, it's just not pretty, man. I mean, this team is not pretty, and I've been trying to tell you guys that. But I appreciate the listens because I'm interested in following this team. I'm just trying to be honest with you guys where, you know, you won't always get that in a lot of the podcasts. You won't always get that in a lot of the stuff people say on Twitter. But, I mean, I'm just trying to give you what I believe from years and years and years of watching and covering baseball. I mean, I'm 52 years old. And like I said, I saw Daryl Strawberry come up, who had the exact same swing as O'Neill Cruz. And some of you guys might not even know who Daryl Strawberry is, other than his baseball cards are worth some good money, you know, if you have his rookie card and whatnot. So peace out. Have a good one. I got to let the dogs in. The sun's out. It was cold this morning. It's not too bad right now. I hope you enjoy the rest of spring training. The rest of your week, be cool, don't be a dick. Peace.